Welcome everyone to Authentic as Fuck podcast. My name is San. I'm a marketer and I teach storytelling. And in this podcast, we talk to entrepreneurs and basically it's like a coaching session where I help them through whatever they're struggling. Most of the entrepreneurs that come here are personal brands. Um, today we have, so from this episode on, we're just, we're going to do deeper dive sessions. So we're going to do, spend one hour with uh, one person instead of sp splitting in two. And today we have Steven. Welcome, Steven. Welcome, guys. Hello. It's a pleasure. So, Steven, let's start with, can you introduce yourself, like, uh, where you're from, what you do? So, I'm from uh, the UK. I'm born and raised in London, and then I've moved out to the countryside over the last, like, three or four years, just to, uh, as I'm getting older, um, family's getting ex expanding, got a grandson now, so it's just going out Did for walks in nature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's Holy one and shit. a half. One and a half. You don't look that so, old. <laughs> so when I tell people, they're like blown away. They're like, "You're no way." I'm like, "Yeah, like I've got, I've got like a grandson, four daughters, two stepdaughters. The only thing we haven't got is a dog." So, um, yeah, it's all good. It's awesome. Man. So yeah, Congrats. so yeah. So I'm originally from London. Um, started entrepreneurship really young, back in my twenties when it was. I started uh, in multi level marketing started on the motor level marketing train caught the bug started re thinking re reading books such as rich obviously richest band in babylon a lot of dal carnegie stuff and from there i was just going down a rabbit hole once you it hooks you you go down a rabbit hole and then obviously like i said i, I built an off offline business back in 2006 had that for four years um made six figures went from zero to nothing and literally then after that, went bankrupt, the last recession, wiped me out, obviously broke up with my kids' mum at the time, took a lot of time out from entrepreneurship for myself. And then like years later, I just like was running into like bad relationships, stuff like that. But it was a lot of like childhood stuff that I didn't deal with. So I went big into self-development for myself, but not to tell anyone else about it, it starts preaching. And on that journey, I just started to, to create videos on Instagram because I thought if I'm going through this, someone else must be going through these processes. So let's just try and inspire people and try and lift them up. And then mm -hmm. obviously it's brought me to today where, like I said, the whole world, I'm, what you're doing is sort of breaking the mold because there's just so many myths and so many charlatans out there that are doing what they're doing. Um, and everyone's chasing the metric instead of like really chasing what they feel. Um, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know. And this is probably why I've got lost myself. So I was like, you know what, let's jump on the show, have a chat with you and create with intention, the right intention. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your story. Um, yeah. So would you consider yourself more of a business coach or life coach? I'd consider myself more as a, a life coach, but I have okay. got business experience. Like yeah. I had a physical business where I had to use my hands. I had to grind. Some people don't like the grind, but sometimes you've got to do the necessary work to get to where you want to get to, mm -hmm. especially when you can't see it. And I think when you actually have done that work itself out side of social media when social media was laughed at uh, i remember selling websites and people laughing at me with websites um back in the sort of 2011 they were like get out of here like websites we don't need that um and everyone's got a website now hmm. but yeah so i was to ground up 
early mornings, like up at 4.30 in the morning, working with my hands, going out, speaking to clients, doing stuff for free. Uh, I've done a lot of free stuff for like a year and a half, like making minimal amounts of money, taking big risks as well, like having bills stacked and paid, but having nothing coming in. And we just balanced everything out. And then all of a sudden we've like, people don't talk about, I believe in visualization, law of attraction, but not mm. how it's talked about. Like when you start working towards something, you start getting an idea of what you want. And I had an idea of like a warehouse and machinery. And within the period of time, I got that stuff. And I was like, and thinking about it back now, I was like, oh yeah, I was dreaming about that machinery and having that warehouse and it mm -hmm. did come true you know um but I was so ingrained in with the business um working and grinding I just enjoyed that itself um and when you enjoy something it's it's like play so I'm probably a mix of like I the, know that business the reason why I asked you if the business life mm. coach thing is because everyone goes through those two phases mm. every person that I know that does personal like any kind of personal development or self-help yeah work self-work goes through those two and that's why and when you look at the message out there on youtube whatever mm -hmm. instagram those are the only two messages out there it's either mm -hmm. there there's the hustle culture right there's the mm -hmm. you know do wake up at 5 a.m do the ice bath that you know do the work hard sell blah, 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 go get get after it right yeah. and then there's the love yourself like you know you're perfect the way you are all of that you know so the, the the messaging is very different, right? One mm. is taught one is one is basically saying that you're not enough. Go get more. <laughs> and the other one is saying that you're enough, everything is within you, right? So you could yeah. the happiness is gonna come from so <laughs> but I think everybody, you have to go through this stage. And and this is what people mean when they say, like when Jim Carrey says, like, I wish everybody would make money so that they they understand that it's not gonna make them happy, right? That yeah. this is why everybody has to go through these two stages. First, you have yeah. to have uh, some sort of a superficial success just to know that that's not going to make you happy. To to understand that, you know, to to go after what's real, what you really want, what maybe what's more meaningful in your life, or something like that, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I asked you that question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, like when you haven't got, when you haven't got no money, you chase the money. And then when you chase the money and you have the money, you chase after more money. But you can, yeah. I was, I was younger at that time when I was doing it. And I had a young family and all my time was chasing money and I didn't spend no time with my family. So my family went to the wayside. I chased the money, earned a lot, just gave them because I thought, if they're happy, if they've got, they're happy because, mm. and I'm happy, that's making me happy. But it mm. wasn't, when it crashed and burned and I saw the ramifications, I was like, hold a minute. I lost so much time out of my kids. Yeah. And that's, no, I, yeah, I, 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 I actually yeah. see a lot of people do that. Mm. They, they, uh, when, when, when somebody says, I mean, I guess some people do mean it, but when somebody says like, I'm doing all this all for my family or I'm doing this for you guys or it's really like, that's you trying to buy buy them off. <laughs> You're trying to pay it up, pay your way out of <laughs> your responsibility, or something like that, right? Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's the truth though, because it's like it makes it easier, isn't it? You've got an excuse. 
So you're like, you know, yeah. I, I want to do because it's addictive, isn't it? You get the dopamine yeah. rush. So you're like, oh yeah, I want to do more to work. Yeah. If I've I've earned six figures here, how can I get more? Yeah, I have yeah, to. Yeah. If I expand more, then I can just give some more to the family and they'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. And they're exactly. not really fine. So. Now, how you live? Like one of the one one thing really that hit me. Uh, this is an advice that I read, read from a book like ten years ago, but. This is when I was working like 16 hours a day, just like mm. constantly and just chasing after like, you know, this cycle, right? Mm. And and somebody said, like, how you work now is how you're going to work 10 years from now. And we think that we're just doing this temporarily and at some point that we're going to retire or something like that. But the fact is like, Whatever I'm chasing now, whatever I get, at that time, I'm going to be chasing something else. And it's just, yeah, I mean, like how you work now is how you're going to work then. Mm. So if, if, you, if you're telling yourself, okay, like 10 years from now, I want to work more like this and blah, 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 then you should be doing that today. Because <laughs> yeah, how you yeah, work now so is. Yeah, so true. <laughs> but anyway, okay, so let's get into the, uh, you have a, any struggle or any question you're stuck anywhere like what, so what's next what, yeah but, yeah so <laughs> I, I thought about starting an agency right so mm-hmm. i was like i'm gonna st- I, I came back because i've had multiple breaks from social media because there's things i don't like about so your it. background there's... is in marketing sales Please. no you know what i just started on entrepreneurship and mm-hmm. and literally started with network marketing started to look for opportunities and then just started an offline business and then when the offline business went bankrupt, that's when I started to learn about marketing and SEO. So I started oh, okay, okay. like, so what I was the building, offline business? Uh, recycling. So it was a uh, waste recycling. So it was in paper, plastic, cardboard. And I was like, literally, I How, how'd you get had, into that? You know what? I just, I spoke to a guy up in the north of the country and he mm. was selling a machine mm. and I was like, can you tell me some more background? And he was like, yeah. yeah, we just do this and we collect it and we sell it to a merchant or we we package it and it goes, it gets shipped, shipped abroad. And I was like, you get paid for that? And he was like, yeah. Okay. I was like, shit. You just saw an opportunity. Then, yeah. Yeah. So okay. I just went and bought a truck and went and done it. Uh, it nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then why, so, yeah, why did you, why did you start learning SEO and stuff? You know what? It's literally, it's, it's that I was like, right, you know what? I'm not cut out to work for a boss. I absolutely hate working for a boss. Like, it's just something. I'm not a number two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I work, I like working with people. So when I worked with the people, the staff I had, it was amazing. Like, you change mm-hmm. people's lives in a different sense and you got responsibility. So I was like, okay, let's do something else. And as I was like, went to SEO, started doing SEO started doing building markets niche sites and then just i mean did somebody did you know somebody who does seo or you randomly just stumble across it i just stumbled i just got curious again just got curious started digging started digging through like the warrior forum back in the day and just thought oh you know what let's just give this a try yeah yeah, what's it i've got nothing to lose okay so what's the so where are you at now and what's your question? Or, so, cu- yeah. yeah, so currently now I'm working a nine to five. So I, I work at, obviously I work in security, which is like security alarm, CCTV. Okay. And I've stumbled in that from a business opportunity as well. 
And then what I do is I just, again, um, I thought about starting an agency, but coaching always pulled me close as well. But I don't want to be that coach that just sells high ticket offers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, there's a there's a deeper calling in doing something else. But at the same time, I do want to make an impact as much as I can um, in young people's lives and, and people of my age for some of the struggles I've gone through. So I, I'm torn between like starting an agency because I like podcasting mm-hmm. um, and, you know, I've done elements of it. So I'm like, okay, you know what I can, I've learned video editing. Um, so I edit videos myself. I upload them. I've done podcasting so I can do that as well. So I'm torn between like, right, do I go to this route? Or do I follow this route? Uh, will that route take me to making an impact on people's lives? And I'll Got just it. keep finding myself like doing videos that are more motivational style, encouraging people. And, and that <clears throat> seems to be the call. Okay. So you're kind of at a crossroad where you don't know if you mm. want to be in a service business like an agency yeah. or something like mm-hmm. that or um or like a basically like a coach mm. i mean I, I think in that in the original message you said uh like public speaking but yeah that's actually very different than uh i guess in that space there okay the reason why i don't think that's a good idea to be like okay, okay. what where, which direction i want to go and pick one is because once you go here, now there's 10 different directions you have to pick from. And once you go there, now you have to pick. Like, it's going to be never ending. Yeah. yeah. And once you go here, it's never ending too. Because yeah. today we live in a society kind of like your life where there is no such thing as a job title. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like every day, yeah. <laughs> like thousand new jobs are being, job titles yeah. are being created, right? Like there's just... <laughs> You know what I mean? Who would have thought that people yeah. are going to be sitting like commentating on a video game and be making money from that, right? Or yeah. something like that, right? So that, that that's why I'm not like a big fan of like this is the direction I want to go. I want to start an agency, blah blah blah, and let's mm. see where it goes. I'm not really a big fan of that. Okay. I'm a, I'm more of a fan of like what's the right next step? What's the right next step? <laughs> what's the right next step? <laughs> What's in the right next step? What's it? And then 30 steps later, you're either at an agency or yeah. you're speaking in front of 10,000 people. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not really a big fan of like, you know, and a lot of people might disagree with that. Like, oh, yeah. set a goal and you go after it, right? Like that that's mm. how you should do it. I'm not a big fan of that because I've done that in my life. Okay, first of all, 90% of the time that didn't work for me. I, okay, yeah. I'm gonna. I want to get a six pack. I never get there. <laughs> like, oh, I wanna. You know, I wanna post every day for a year. I don't, I never get like. Yeah. Whenever I was focused on that goal, I never ever get there. Yeah. Like I had to focus on the next step, and put it all put all in on the next step, and then all in on the next step after that, and then when I look back in life, so I'm gonna blow your mind right now. Mm. let's look back in your life and everything that you've achieved okay yeah you got into the recycling business not because you're like i want to get into the recycling business <laughs> but you stumbled up, you stumbled upon it 
And you're like, oh, there's yeah. an opportunity here. Well, and then one thing led to another and started, right? And like the SEO thing too, right? Like you stumbled yeah. upon something and you oh, that, that interested you and you just one step after another. For me, it's like that too. Everything that I've achieved in my life, anything that's worth anything, if I look back, it, I didn't try to achieve that. It just accidentally happened by yeah. taking one step at a, at a time. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. And whenever yeah. I look back and say, when I, what are the things that I actually set goals on? Like I hire, I hire a video videographer. I, I did 12 episodes of a vlog. I wanted to be like Gary V style vlog, you know, editor yeah. and all of that. And we put out like that. It's stopped after 12 episodes, right? Like everything that I actually planned out and like had a goal for, it never worked out, right? And the times that it did work out, like for example, the, in the first three years of Naira, I built a business. I had a business partner, and I followed all the best practices and just took the next step and built out these businesses. And we had a goal, right? And we went after that goal. But when it yeah. did work out at the end, I was like, "This is not what I want at all." Because when you take step at a time, you realize, oh, okay, this is not the direction I want to go, and you you course correct. But then when you just do this, you can't, you don't have time to do that. You know what I mean? So I'm yeah, that's like, why yeah. I'm not a huge fan of like having these broad goals and say, oh, I, I need to go. I, I'm at a crossroad, and I, like, no, no. Anybody who, anybody here who thinks that they have un, they don't have clarity because they need to pick something. And until I know which direction I, I need to go, I can't move. Anyone who's thinking that way right now, I guarantee you, you're not at a crossroad. Yeah. You're not. <laughs> Just take the next right step. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, oh, one, one other thing. Like, let's keep talking about it. But one other thing yeah, I wanted to yeah. mention is... Uh, I think it's actually more important whether you understand you're building a B2B business or B2C business. Like things are more, yeah. more easier. It's much easier to make a decision when you base everything not on the external factors, but internal, everything internal, mm -hmm. right? So for example, it, it helps tremendously to know whether you're a, a, a B2C person or B2B person. Yeah. And the difference is this. B2C person are the ones that want to be famous. Yeah. Okay. I mean, in, in this world of personal brands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes and sense. because there are a small, tiny group of people out there in the world, maybe 1% of the world or whatever, 10%, I don't know what percentage really, but there's a small minority of people who want to be famous more than anything else. Mm. And they're willing to do things that you're not if, you're, if you don't want to be famous or if you yeah. don't care to be famous. And you will always lose to them for that reason. Yeah. You can never beat people in their own game. So that's why yeah, don't I, bother yeah. playing other people's game, right? Mm. So that's why I think understanding that is more important. Like, because, like, I had a call with somebody a couple of weeks ago um, where a lot of people mistake that being, being a public speaker, like speaking in front of a crowd and things like that, that type of making a difference that way. Mm -hmm. That's a B2C personality. But no, that requires, that's a B2B business. Mm 
Yeah. Most of those people, those speakers, 90% of those speakers are not Gary V. 90% of those speakers are more like Mark Randolph, the CEO of yeah. the, the founder of the co-founder of Netflix, right? Mm. Where or or Ray Dalio, right? Where they're kind of a quiet, not outgoing facing type, right? Yeah. They're the CEO, they're the business operator, B2B people. But the the reason why they get those opportunities is because they built those businesses, right? Yeah. But that or they have they're known in the in the in the business, right? So the way you're gonna actually get speaking, like let's say, yeah, I'm in the design world, okay, in the design and advertising world. <clears throat> For me to be, uh, like Crystal is B two C, right? Like he can, yeah, he's speaking directly to the crowd. But the reason why he's B two B is because he has a track record. Because there are a lot of people that are speaking in those Adobe conferences and all those design conferences and future work conferences and all of that shit where you've never heard of them. You've literally never heard of them. 90% of the people there. But they're they're well connected in their industry. So it's a B2B business. The speaking game is a B2B business. Yeah. In order for you to get speaking gig. You have to be well connected in the. You have to know the right people, not yeah. <laughs> have a big audience. <laughs> yeah, do you understand yeah. what I mean? Uh, yeah, I recall you said that the other day as well. Yeah, you kind of. Yeah, you did say that. It's the same it. thing with writing yeah. books, actually. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I think when you get the right endorsement from the right people, you can sell the book. Mm. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So that's why that's how Ray Dalio is able to do that. That's how, like. What's his name? The chairman of Disney, Bob Iger, is able to write a book and be a bestseller. You know things like that, right? Okay, so that's why I think understanding who you are at the core is actually way yeah. more important because every step of the way. I guess her, 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 I'll wrap it with this for now. Mm. I guess building a business is not. I think the type A like go getter like you know entrepreneur type people like Tony Robbins type of people will say building a business is like you set a goal and you you set a plan to get there and you go after it right that's what they would say hmm. i would actually argue that it's not like this it's not like that at all the the goal is doesn't exist the goal hmm. this it's like it's like if you were to play a video game the goal is not yeah. to get the end. The real goal is to have fun. <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's like playing a video game that's kind of like Minecraft, where there is no goal, okay? Yeah. So, you take the next step, and then you feel it out, right? You're like, what? okay, what, what does that feel like? And what... What do I feel like is is, is the because at every step you're gonna have that decision. Do I go here? Yeah. And every step you're gonna have that decision. Do you know what I mean? So it's making those like tiny little nuanced decisions that's gonna lead you the right direction. And where you end up was your goal the whole time. You just didn't know it here. <laughs> do you yeah. understand what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I meant by you know that that whole thing when I'm talking about the yin and yang, right? Like. Mm. At every step of the way, right now, there's two things I can do. I can be thinking about the podcast, 
and I can be like, okay, here are the general advice that everybody needs. <laughs> and that I'm, I can just give that general advice. Or I can be totally present in this conversation. Mm-hmm. And then I can really listen to you and I can try to feel you. And I can try to try to really figure out what you're really struggling with. And then try to figure out what I need to tell you in order for you to break free of that or something like really yeah. connect with you in that conversation, right? Regardless of whether this is the right advice for everyone or not. Yeah, yeah. You, you understand what I mean? Yeah. And then see where that goes. And that's risky. Right? Hmm. And then there's things like this, right? I go into a meeting and I can say, oh, that, that kind of looks like shit to their website. <laughs> and that's risky. <laughs> right? Like the 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 safe way to be like, oh yeah, I know. I think it's it's great. I just have a few pointers for you. Blah, 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 blah. It's riskier to say, oh, that looks like shit, <laughs> right? But the thing is, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like uh, like so, you have a decision to make every step of the way. Yeah. And when you make the right decision, whatever was going to happen is what's supposed to happen. And then from there, you have to decision make again. Whatever was going to happen is what's, what was supposed to happen. Yeah. But the only thing that you can know is when you're faced at that, like, that micro decision, okay? Right now, maybe there's two things you can do. You can, uh, um, like, I would probably try both, right? <laughs> I would try, like, yeah. maybe go, do, doing, like, Going to maybe like um, what do you call those like uh, Toastmasters? Uh, yeah, Toastmasters or like yeah, yeah. apply for a yeah. TEDx or something like that, and try to get yeah. try to do one of those, and then yeah. and also try to land a project that you re- even if it doesn't pay, like pay mm-hmm. that much. Try to land the project that the type of project that you want to work on, right? Try both, yeah. and then feel it out, right? <laughs> do I do more? Yeah. Do I want to keep doing this or do I want to keep doing this, right? And then mm-hmm. whatever next. You know, okay. So that's kind of like how, on the high level, I would, I would advise you. You know. Yeah, I totally get that as well. Like you said as well, it's like made sense of the next step and the next step, which totally makes sense. Rather than sort of just look for a goal, because every time you look, you you aim for a goal. Like if you're right, I've I've never hit it. I've always hit. I've always. Most people don't have that personality, like. Tony Robbins, yeah. where okay, like most people can't do that. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. but it's the brainwashing because someone tells you from outside, like, yeah, make a goal. And then you set the goal and you write down and you yeah. try and aim for it and you you never aim for yeah, it yeah. because someone told you. But really, yeah, yeah. it's just each step at a time, you know. And so that totally makes sense as well. And also like creating, um, I love creating content. It's it's absolute, it's, it's fun. I'm about to swear, but it's absolute fun. Yeah. Like I enjoyed I enjoyed the process. Yeah. You know, I absolutely enjoyed it. Like the fucking process. It's awesome, man. Like, you know, when you when I put set up the camera, when I shoot the video and I speak mm. from my, my heart and I create, you know, I'm like I'm speaking the truth. And I go against a lot of what the market says. I think we're good friends, both of us with uh Tally and yeah. I speak to her, get on with her really well. And we have voice notes and we share voice notes and a lot of the stuff in the industry is like it's just it's just it's bullshit Mm -hmm, it's bullshit mm -hmm. so people say to you pick a niche 
mm-hmm. and post it three times a day and do and it's like you know what like people feel authenticity when you're yourself and you just be yourself you can't hide that like you sit on the toilet at home that's you you being yourself you sit with your family at christmas and your aunt Ma- mavis is annoying you but and that's just you you know you accept you for you and we need more of that, but it's so hard well, to dissect it, it. It's even simpler than that. The fact that you mm. love making content, mm. that's you. Because I yeah. can guarantee you, 99% of the people I talk to don't love making content. <laughs> you understand what I mean? Yeah. So that's a sign that you should keep making content. Mm. Right? And not only that, but keep making content the way you want to make it. Yeah. Not the way best practices are yeah, or something like yeah. that you know yeah it's it's like we do reels and the tiktoks everyone's doing the same subtitles and the same style mm. video and i'm like i'm like fuck that man i'll just do it my way and i'll work it my way and if it if it appeals to someone then it does and mm. if it if it does it does it's great great mm. either way if one person sends me sends a message says that changed my life that means a lot you know that mm. means because i've done something good um and made an impact but i can't follow the crowd i just yeah it, it eats away at me inside as well um yeah that's that's i think what actually one thing i want to cover is because a lot of people mm. can't differentiate the difference between um pleasure and happiness right mm. so or even like short-term happiness versus long-term happiness which mm. i consider that is more like it's not happiness it's more like a ful- fulfillment or mm. meaning because yeah. throughout that time there might be points where you're not happy <laughs> yeah do you understand what i mean but the yeah, life was yeah. still meaningful right so yeah. so a lot of people don't understand so what ends up happening is when we go through life the reason why most people cannot do what they want what they just really want to do and they keep mm. getting distracted by the noise and keep going back to the best practices and things like that. It's because they, they doubt themselves and they second guess themselves. Yeah. And how it happens is like that. They're doing it. Okay. Mm. I know in my heart that because Joe Rogan has been just talking shit with his friends for <laughs> like eight years or whatever, yeah. <laughs> like without like. In that first six years, nobody nobody even listened to it. Yeah. Right? But through that six years, even though nobody was listening to it, just he just kept doing it. Is the reason why he has the number one podcast in the world right now. Okay. Yeah. Because he literally didn't give a shit about any mm-hmm. noise, but just doing what he loves because he loves it. Okay. Now, so I know that if I do the same thing <laughs> in six years, I can get there, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: after doing 30 episodes, 30 weeks later, right? Remember, 30 weeks, that's like seven months, eight months, okay? Eight months later of no listeners, okay? 100 listeners, 100 listeners, 102 listeners of nobody listening. Mm. You're sitting there going like, is this really working? And then then come this guy, be like, here's how you can get a million downloads on your podcast today. (laughs) Bye, Michael. Do you understand what I mean? And then we get sidetracked. We're like, okay, yeah. oh, oh, hashtags, oh, oh, I need to do this in the intro, oh, I need to have this kind of guest, oh, I need to shorten it, and then, okay, chop, 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 and then now you basically become this mold that every, every other podcast is. 
which is not getting any listeners. Yeah. That's how it, that's why it's easier said than done. Mm. Right? So for me, I need to constantly remind myself every day, like, is this, is this me following short-term happiness or is this me following long-term fulfillment? Right? Because sometimes the right decision might be, uh, for example, like, uh, Right now, maybe I think the right decision is because I love, um, uh, let's say I love speaking or something like that. Mm. Like for me to be on stage, that I, I might think that that's the right decision. I might, I might fool myself to make the right decision, right? Yeah. But because I know myself, <laughs> I know what's going to make me fulfilled in the longer term and things like that. Yeah. I know that the speaking might give me those sh- short-term pleasures. Yeah. But in the long run, if I keep doing that over and over and over again, I don't know if I, I will keep getting pleasure from that. Like, like keep getting meaning from that. I think what will mm. give me real meaning in the long run is when I actually make a difference, which is why I invest most of my time into Night Owl Nation. Yeah. Even yeah. though I can be spending more time on like building my speaking career, like yeah. growing social media and things like that. The reason why I focus on Night Owl Nation is because that's really the most fun part for me. You can feel that though. You can feel yeah. that as well. You can feel your transparency. You can feel your authenticity. You can actually feel it off you when you're doing that. And that's massive fulfillment. Like, especially when you see it. I've, I think a lot of people in the nation don't see it. You actually are doing something you want to do. And that's, that's when we say that when people get stuck in that place of like, I don't want what to do. It's like, you need to do what you, you truly feel like doing. Mm -hmm. There's two ways you can do that. So I want to be more, Mm. I want to give more practical advice. Okay. Mm. (laughs) Cause I want you to walk away from here and I want everyone listening to walk away with something they can do. Right. I think there's two ways you can do this. Cause a lot of people think that like, Oh no, just, I just got to go after what I want regardless of money. Mm. Okay. You, then, then you're going to be homeless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, like you can't, yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah. this is how I would advise it. Uh, the way I did it is I did it as a side hustle, right? So I have a nine to yeah. five job and then I have a side hustle where um, I basically work two full-time jobs because it, yeah. what happened in the beginning, it didn't, when I tried it for five years and it didn't work, because I never took that side hustle seriously. So what ended up happening is like, oh, oh today I'll just play video games. Okay, tomorrow I'll do that. Oh, mm. I'll do that next week. You know what I mean? But mm, those yeah. little things add up. And what you can do in a week now takes you a year to do. And <laughs> so like you can't build business that way, right? Mm. So for, for me, when I, it started working is I had to treat it like a second job. So I, I would come home from work. Yeah. I would actually change into a different outfit <laughs> i'll take a yeah. shower change into a different outfit yeah. i said i had a separate room set up for my office i would go in there punch in like I, I would actually do work yeah and then i would work another full-time job and th- i did that for like a year <laughs> to to get the side hustle to become my my full-time right so that's one way you can do it it's now i would only advise you to do that if you feel that you're like a purebred entrepreneur, okay? Because not everybody's going to be able to make that work. Yeah, it's, I've already it, been sort of doing stuff like that as well. Yeah. Um, 
again, it, it mirrored like, spare room is the office space. Yeah. Um, I, I get up at five o'clock in the morning to do to yeah. edit videos to post. Yeah, so it's not so, for everyone. You you know that it's not for everyone. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Maybe some like maybe we can do it, but I know mm. that most people I know can't mm. do that. If that's the that's you, if you're the most of the people that can't do that, this is the second option. How I would advise you is don't get so carried on the job title, the title, what you need to be, <laughs> where you need to work. <laughs> don't get so carried away on that yeah. and be more focused on the day-to-day tasks, the things that you do, right? Okay. And do that step-by-step within your company mm. because I guarantee you there's opportunity for you to take that step-by-step from even within your company to the next step. And I've seen it happen over and over and over again. Like in my own career, like for to give you a good example, I um, when I was working at um, uh, Cablevision, I was working at Cablevision for five years as a support analyst, which meant for five years I went around like people's computer at work and fix them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like if they, they can't, their printer doesn't work, I'll go and fix it yeah. or some shit like that, right? Yeah. And while I was doing that, because I know. I didn't work as a web designer, but because I know how to make websites, I this this is before I worked like full on as like a webmaster, right? I worked as a web designer as an intern and things like that, but I wasn't like really, really good at it yet. I was still like an amateur, right? So but at this company, like I kept building stuff for them, like, like making this little intranet website for them. <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. like I and I did it for like somebody who works there, right? And then one got me like and then one other person that worked it's a huge company, it's like there's like all different yeah. TV channels. And one of them is like AMC, for example, is one of the yeah. channels they own. And another channel that they want own was called Fuse TV, which is like an MTV competitor. Okay. And there I met these two guys who were like the production assistants there. They're all into filmmaking and shit like that. And they were making a short film. Yeah. So I went, I, I was like, oh, like, let me be an extra in your short film. So I went there, I got all into it. And I wanted to, I was like, oh, shit, I want to, I want to learn this. And then I took a uh, yeah. class at New York Film Academy. And I met all these like wow. people who do filmmaking and shit like that. Yeah. And when I went to New York Film Academy, uh, I, I got really into it. And afterwards, I was like, oh, they're, they're actually hiring a web designer. But because I built all of these intranets in my old company and all this other shit for my friends, I used it as a portfolio to get a job at, mm. in, in New York Film Academy. And when I went to New York Film Academy, I noticed that everybody at uh, 90% of their revenue was coming from Google search, mm. uh, paid and organic, right? Like 50% of them was coming from organic. So, and this is a company that's doing 30, 40 million dollars a year. So basically it's generating 20 million dollars a year for free through Google organic search. Yeah. Right. And I noticed that if you type, type in film school, New York Film School, blah, 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 they always come up first. And there was a guy there who's doing it. So that this is how I got into SEO, right? That and after a year of doing that, I'm like, oh, why don't I just do this for myself? So I started, yeah. <laughs> you know, doing a web design New York, <laughs> point, yeah. right? You know, and one, you, do you see what I mean? Like, and yeah. then, oh, uh, and then w- when I actually quit the job to go freelance on my own is because I figured yeah. out how to do that. And I got, you know, yeah. I, and I've actually gotten one 
client who paid me like a thousand dollars. Like I was still struggling yeah. for money, right? Yeah. But then I did it anyway because I wanted to save money to buy a camera so I can make film because I was still yeah. into film. But then after three years, this became Night Owl. Yeah. And then I kept building website at Night Owl. And at some point, I hated making websites. <laughs> I hated making websites for these big, huge corporate brands because they won't let me do anything fun mm. until G- Gabby came in to us. Mm. And I had so much working on that project. And then Gabby introduced to, uh, you know, all this, Jay Shetty, you know, yeah. ba- Baron Baptiste, and then Mel Robbins to us. And then Jay Shetty introduced us to yeah. Mark Randall. You, you see what I mean? And during yeah. that whole time, I, wanted, I, I had a plan to do that YouTube channel. It didn't work. I hired somebody, invested all these like tens of thousands of money yeah. dollars into it. It didn't work out. When COVID happened, I just uploaded my Zoom video onto Instagram. Yeah. And then after a while, I, I found Chris Doe. And I'm like, mm. I, I saw his video talking about carousels. I'm like, oh, let me try this. And yeah. the caros- my carousel started hitting off. And then, one, yeah. th- and, then, and then beginning of last year, like middle of last year, I was like, let's just do Zoom calls every week. We did four in a yeah. row. And then it's like, okay, let me turn this into a membership. You see, and then now we're... Do you understand what I mean? My entire life yeah. was like... Because my entire life was like that, I'm not a big fan of setting goals. <laughs> yeah, because again, it was all that. <laughs> Each, each step. Each yeah. Step. I, I, if I actually tell you like step by step mm-hmm. how I got here, it's fascinating, right? Like there's no freaking yeah. way in hell that I could have, I could have set a goal to be here. <laughs> that could have yeah. never happened. But again, it's like it was your intention in the moment was the right intention to do just the next thing. Like, you know, from being at the company, the production company, like and then going and meeting those guys and then one step yeah. to another. I didn't give oh. up my job to do it. I didn't yeah. quit my job and become a web designer. Yeah. I just started doing it and then, you know. And yeah, at, at every given point, yeah, yeah. I, I always followed my heart. Mm. And I guess I always made sure that I can at least pay the bills. Yeah. Right? But I never sacrificed. If I can pay the bills... I never sacrifice more money for more luxury. To so yeah. once I can pay the bills, <laughs> right? Yeah. Now I will. I'm willing to sacrifice a uh, first ticket class so that I can do what I want instead. Yeah. I don't. I don't need first ticket class. I rather do. That, that's why I kept working in small companies because after my big fir- first company. I knew that in big companies, you couldn't really do what you want. Like, they let me because I'm, I'm such like a fucking rebel. Yeah. Like, I mean, eventually, like, that's kind of like the friction that led me to quit. But, mm. you know, in most big companies, because after that, I interviewed a bunch of big companies. And what ended up happening is I would go in and they're like, okay, we use Jira. Here's the process that we do. We use Slack for this. So I, I clearly found early on that if, if there's like, we're working on a Verizon website, let's say, and mm. usually these websites are pretty complex. Like the only thing that I'm responsible for was designing these set of 52 icons that they're going to use throughout the site. That was my job, yeah. right? Yeah. And I can clearly see that, you know, <laughs> like I'm not really going to be able to, like, and even if I move up, right? 
their job is yeah. to take the existing elements and just put it together, right? <laughs> and or, and this guy's job is just to do A/B testing, <laughs> like so. I, I realized that these companies set up roles in that way on purpose so that any given job can be easily replaced mm. because the companies don't want to have to depend on one person. Everyone has to be disposable in a big company. Yeah. That's why they set up. So big companies are not about the, you know, like whenever companies are saying, a big company is saying, we're all about yeah. the people. No, shut the fuck up. You're not all about the people. <laughs> you're all about the process. Yeah. Because if you're all about the people, literally, if 10% of your company quit, like you should be out of business because you're all yeah. about people, right? But you're not because you're all about process. You've set up a process that even if the CEO quits, that somebody else can come in and run it. That's how you set up yeah. the process. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I noticed that. And so that's one thing I noticed. So what I did was I kept, and then I, I went to interview at New York Film Academy. Now, remember, this is a school that I went to, took to classes yeah. and to learn how to filmmaking. And then what I noticed is like this place was fucking garbage. Like there's, their website was so buggy. It was so outdated. The technology, they had no process at all. They had, you know, they had this guy doing the SEO, but he didn't really know what he was doing either. Yeah. Um, yeah, the whole thing was a, just a hot mess. And I realized like, okay, I can actually control this whole thing. I can redesign the website if I want. I can do anything I want. And I can actually fix this shit and turn this shit around. Right. Mm. That it got me excited. But that job yeah. paid like half the salary as this other job yeah. where I'm just sitting designing icon. Yeah. In this case scenario, I think most people take this job. The, mm. the, the double the salary designing 52 icons. Icons, yeah. Do you understand me? And then That's 10 years later, when they have their mortgage, their two cars and their, their kids, tuition and all of that, they regret. Yeah. <laughs> it's the truth. Do you understand what I mean? It's the truth, yeah. But I never did that. I so I always went this route. So you, yeah. I got paid half the salary to do more work. Yeah. But as a result, I learned shitload of from there, right? So when I started hiring people at night out in the beginning, best practice again. We did it like every other company. We yeah. put out a job posting, you know, all these job sites. Uh, recruited all these people with, uh, you know, like five years. Uh, art director from Ogilvy, you know, yeah. senior developer from Google, like all these people, they come in with their fancy resumes. And, you know, first of all, they want fucking high S salaries. <laughs> they all yeah. want high S salaries, like which we can barely pay. And they all want full benefits, full health benefits, full everything, 401k, um, you know, stock options, like all of those shit, right? Okay, what, you know, they want brand new MacBooks with the, all like licensed softwares and like the latest versions of Photoshop, yeah. like everything. And they're like, oh, what's, what, what process do you use? What, what's your, do you use uh, Agile? Do you use this project management software? Do you use Basecamp? Mm -hmm. Like all of these things come up, right? And what I, the pattern that I saw is all the people that worked at big companies, they only want to, like, I had to kiss their ass to beg them to come work here. They only yeah. wanted to work in a perfect environment where everything was perfectly set up. Okay? Yeah. So what ended up happening is I hired this art director from Ogilvy. And I told them that every designer at Night Owl knows how to code in CSS. 
because the the CSS yeah. and design so go so hand in hand. Yeah. That I, I felt that every designer, even if they're not coding anything, need to learn CSS. And he's like, yeah. oh yeah, I can learn it. And I know that every designer that we hire right out of an intern or something like that, they learn CSS within three months. Okay. Like this guy's been with us for a year and he couldn't learn CSS. That's what happens when mm. somebody's been brainwashed in corporate environment for that long mm. to do yeah. something a certain way. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> Yeah. So that's why we stopped hiring those people. And, and that's when I was able to go flashback. It's like, how was I when I look for jobs? Like, and what I realized is that actually the best of the best, the most, the most autonomous, the smartest, the most uh, motivated people don't want to work for big companies. Mm. They don't want to start their own company or they want to work for yeah. a small company that they can run. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yes, honey. So that's why we started hiring either interns and training them or yeah. like higher entry level people who are not indoctrinated yet. Yeah. <laughs> so we can train not them not the right the way. Yeah. yeah, not in a broken system. Exactly. So I, I'll, I'll tell you the reason why I told you that story is because, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's not really about whether you're an entrepreneur because. Like, there's a something called intrapreneur. Also, you can be an int- uh, if you if you're the type of if you're not the type of person who can work, work a full time job and do a side hustle like maniacs. If you're a normal person, just know that you can also be an intrapreneur. You don't always have to be an entrepreneur, right? And sometimes that's the the best job because an intrapreneur is like the number two guy. And the, the beauty of a number two guy is they get all the benefits of the number one guy, but they take none of the risks. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes number two guy is the best job. Zero risk as well, like you said as well. So, <laughs> Any other uh, questions or anything you want to discuss? Um, yeah, no, you kind of... You know what? It, you really laid it out for me. Like, I like making content. Um, I've experimented with a lot. There's a lot of people who don't do that. Um, maybe the, the side of me where I'm creating videos, maybe it's a coaching role in regards to content creation, and I just do the next next thing. You know, I set myself up personally, a personal challenge if you, recently to... If you want to do a coach coaching thing, what I would recommend you do mm-hmm. is... Keep putting on Instagram stories, okay. On uh, like questions or mm. hey, do you tend to do this? Okay, blah, blah, blah. Or and then you give them little tips and things like that. Yeah. And then people will start DMing you through that. They're like, oh, I tried to do that, but this happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like they're yeah. gonna try to like debunk it, or they're gonna try to say, oh, that didn't work for me. Or, How, what should I do? Mm. When and then try to say, oh, hey, you know, I'll, I'll give you a free thirty-minute coaching session. You want to jump on yeah. Zoom? And try that content again yeah and, and, and see content if again. you like yeah. that yeah see if you enjoy yeah. that and if you do keep doing it and then start charging mm. for it a little for it and then mm. do, like that's how i would build it right and if you want to do more motivational speaking or public speaking like even within your current company go to your boss and i'll be like hey can i do a can i do a speaking in front of all the employees about this topic yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? You can do all of these things within the capa- within your current environment now. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. 
yeah like yeah that just summed it up exactly you can be that person you want to be in now in the now yeah you know you can actually do it and now, this way so. you can know if you actually enjoy it or not too because yeah, a lot of people play. don't know that like a lot of people and work their whole life to chase a career only to realize they don't that's not what they wanted that's why so many yeah. people quit being a lawyer after like three years <laughs> yeah and they don't go and they get stuck like the other lawyer for like 30 years doing it it's, it's yeah so yeah true. no that's a trap right yeah. like that's yeah that you know those that's why like i've seen so many cases where lawyers quit or like some corporate investment banker quits after yeah. three years and their boss that's been there for 15 years is jealous <laughs> because they knew that they had a chance to get out after two years they did it now they're stuck <laughs> true it's, it's true though like someone gets stuck doing the, the the icons for 30 years i get stuck in that role it's like yeah you know and there's like, um yeah. you know there's a huge market out there also for people that are in their like 40s and 50s yeah who did that so now they have money <laughs> they have yeah. a nice house they have good family they have a, they have everything they think they want but they're not yeah. happy they're like something's missing and then that's why you see those, those people in their 40s and 50s, like seeking out spirituality and <laughs> things, or, or yeah. like that's why you see the Ray Dalio's writing books. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. You get to that age. Yeah, because you get that to that age and you think, like some people get to that age, and I know a lot of people, are, I'm 50 years old. So, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people that are in this, this camp where they're yeah, doing yeah. that one job and you see it, and huh. that's the only thing they know. And yeah. it's like, and That's the longer you stay there, the longer yeah. you're trapped. <laughs> yeah. And there's me looking at it thinking, nah, I'm that age and I still don't want that. Like, yeah. that isn't how I, I'm pro set up to be. So, yeah, it's just, um, you've opened my eyes to a lot. Like, I think that, that's why everything that we just talked about in the last, like, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, hmm. this quote sums up perfectly, right? Every man has two lives. The second one begins when once you realize you only have one. <laughs> I don't know who said that, but that that like that quote sums up <laughs> what we talked about perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> it so does. It, it, it so does. Yeah, yeah, that, and that I think a... that that's kind of like that quote reminds me of that thing I told you all the way in the beginning, like that whole. First, like people are usually like business coach. They seek out mm. business coach first or success mm. coach, right? The, the, the even in fitness, it's like that. People seek out the yeah. one that's gonna give them the the bod, right? The beach bod. Yeah, yeah. And then later on, they start seeking more health, uh, more like nutrition and like yeah. yeah, more, more yeah, more wellness yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. So, I think we're. I mean, that's. I think, I don't think you can skip that step. Is what I'm trying to say, like. I know that a lot of people are like, money's not going to make you happy, blah, 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 blah. But I don't think that message is getting through. I think people people are still going to be driven by money until they reach that, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's that truth, though. It's understanding that truth. Like, people will say, money won't make you happy. And it's like, well, get the money first and see. Like we said earlier, get the money first. I think that's the only way you'll actually believe it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can weigh up the two, you know? And it's like, Yeah. If, but if you ain't got no money, then you want to get yeah. the money to to change your life, yeah. you know. And and you like 
for me, I got the money, and then it was like, okay, that went down, and it's yeah. like, okay, hold on, let's let's see this, and then it's like, okay, start with the kids, and then it's mm-hmm. like, okay, loads of ups and downs, mm-hmm. and then I was like, ah, oh, you know what, I just need to be happy. So now I've got happy and peace. I'm like, okay, I've got peace. Like, you know, now I just want to do what the fuck I want to do. So, <laughs> yeah. And that is the what you said in the in the actual quote. It said, "Yeah, yeah. realize you've got a life to do what exactly. you want to do." So, yeah, that is a profound ending. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's like the perfect note to end this on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I think. Um, yeah, keep keep making content. Just keep taking the next step. Hmm. Do it. Do it fully. Because I, I yeah. think some people know that they enjoy doing it, but they might not fully do it, right? They might kind of... Mm. So do it fully and then just see where it takes you. Let's see. Yeah. I think it's important to lean yeah. into what you're comfortable yeah. with, with as well. Yeah. Like some people like written, some people like video, yeah. some people like audio. Exactly. Um, I mean, you for you, I would definitely lean into the long-term, long-form content because... Yeah. Because like your 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 comments, the your content, your all of those are very insightful and they're very well thought out, right? It's not like mm. quick little <laughs> soundbite yeah. type of deals. <laughs> so I actually think long long form content, building audience slowly but mm. you know strong, like in that yeah. way, like doing a lot of these like one on one sessions with people, just like yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's a I good see. shout, yeah. really. Yeah, because I did do a 90-day self-challenge for YouTube where I was, like, pumping out videos every day just to get comfortable on camera, um, really comfortable, but into the flow and understanding how storytelling, because storytelling is a massive part. Like, you've got to deliver it in a way you find comfortable as well. But there's got to be yeah. a story in everything as well, and you've got yeah. to find a way you want to tell it. And I mean, I, I think that's to... the one thing everybody struggles with in content. Like, how, mm. how do I communicate this? And also... It's, that's just one step. It's, it's the other thing you said too. Like ninety mm. percent of them are even scared to even show up and sit, do it, yeah. right? So that's yeah. like another hurdle that they have to get over. So mm. yeah, it's just it's a lot of hurdles there. <laughs> yeah, and the struggle is real as well. Like yeah. I don't really struggle with the self, the judgment, but then I've gone through that phase where I don't fucking, I don't fucking care. Well, yeah. I don't care. It's like. When you're you've got a real message, when you're leading from like what you truly want to do, then it changes everything because then you don't. Wait, so you were there too. There. You like where you you didn't feel comfortable showing up on camera or something like that. I, when the I, I filmed a YouTube video probably about fifteen years ago and I hid oh. my face, so I'd done like a faceless YouTube okay. video channel, and I was like, oh, I call myself the stig market. I like with a white helmet, so oh. no one knows me because family and friends. And then when I, five years ago, when I first created a video and just was walking down the street, I was like, I don't care no more, man. Because what happened, what I'm, you think? You know what? I I had this, a health scare and the health scare made me look at that whole my whole mm-hmm. life and the people pleasing and what I was doing for everyone else. And I was like, you're, you're living in a life of judgment of other people and not doing what you want to do. Now, if someone wants to, make a comment that's on you man but i'm not bothered about you i'm bothered about me and i might help that person uh what i put out will change that person's life so do you find it um 
a lot of people that go through some sort of a like health issues or some sort of a life threatening mm. kind of issue like that actually are grateful for like you know a lot of like pow prison of war people mm. like obviously they they say they would never want to go back to that again yeah but they also all of them also say that it's the thing that defines who they are it it, it made them who they are like yeah. and like i they're they're glad that they went through that experience obviously they would never do it again yeah yeah but there's something like, to that i think because you know how it is right like there's that one quote where like you know like every man wants a million things a sick man only wants one thing right mm, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> once you kind of see world from that eye you start to see how ridiculous everything else is and yeah yeah because <laughs> the truths are the truths are masked because yeah. it's again like when you're in your 20s like you can chase you can chase your 100 mile an hour you can grind you can chase um and you you're always for me personally it was like a life-changing experience the life-changing experience made me look at my life itself um, and evaluate and it wasn't watching anyway it was just like right i got to this point i was like everything's yeah. got something's got to change man something's really yeah, got to change yeah. i'm not i'm not happy yeah. i'm truly not i'm I'm hiding behind a smile mm-hmm. and and as a man it's hard for that for us as well because usually we don't open up so even with like my fiance now it's like we're together and we're yeah. transparent because we're two changed people you yeah, know? Yeah. But and me, then we're yeah go ahead yeah, me 10 years ago, whew, totally different person. Yeah. I wouldn't sit here and, and have this conversation on camera. I wouldn't be like, nah, not interested. Yeah. And that I think that change can only happen when you yourself is ready. Mm-hmm. Right? Once you've seen it, and I guess that health scare for you was the moment when you were like, okay. So, like, But, you know, I don't think you can, we can ever force other people to be ready. Right? Nah. Like, I don't think you can force them. This is why putting out content is so important, especially for you. Mm. Like whatever you're putting out, put out more. Yeah. <laughs> more the better. And, and yeah. here's why. Because a lot of times we're not ready to change. For me, all of the habits that I've changed, some yeah. of them like 20 years long, some of them maybe shorter, right? But they only change when I when it came from me, when I deep down inside said, okay, I need to change, right? And that only happened, like, I think, through something I heard or some some sort of a perspective change or something like that. Like, like that moment when I read that part where how you work today is how you're going to be working 10 years from now. Things like that. Yeah. Like, when I hear something like that. And that's why you need to keep putting out content. Because mm. there's going to be somebody out there, somebody who needs to hear that message, mm. who is completely blind to it. And yeah. the way you said it at that moment using those series of words mm. might trigger something in that person that goes like, oh, wow. So you just never know. That's why you just got to yeah. keep putting it out. <laughs> yeah. It's so true as well. Like, yeah, that is that, that is it, really. Because I would hope I had nothing, literally, when, when I I decided to make a change. And then all, everything seemed to come. I saw Eric Thomas come into the frame. I saw Gary V, And I was like these are guys that are my age and they're just saying, you've got to live your life and do what you want. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's time. So 
I, I'm t- what I'm doing, I just need to do more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do more of it, yeah. Mm, That's actually, you know what? <laughs> That's actually a answer for a lot of people. Yeah. It's, it's not about what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. You know, it's whatever you're doing right now, do more of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's actually the answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And don't overthink it. Just put it yeah. out, you know. Yeah. I, I think perfect content, people try to get the perfect content. Like you've spoke about it so many times. And they'd be like, I need to give this message yeah. and I need to give this tip. And it's like, yeah. no, just talk about the problem yeah. you actually had. Like, the This is how problem. I think of it now. I used to think of it as like, okay, I need to make this piece of content perfect before I post it. But now what I think of it is like, okay, I need to make my, uh, I need to make my content like thousand, pe- thousand videos from now, like perfect. Mm. What's the video that I need to post today to get there? Yeah. <laughs> then I tell myself, okay, this one doesn't need to be perfect. But my goal is that after a thousand videos, it is going to be perfect. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what I mean? And that yeah. lets go of my perfectionism. <laughs> yeah yeah because it, it perfectionism creeps like you said literally and that's the best way to look at it this is why like, recently i was like i'll just put out a video a day to put out a long form video a day and try and like get get that one you know when they say that one percent better well that one percent better will be saying like removing filler words or it might be yeah. crafting your message yeah better. it's the tiniest things yeah yeah <laughs> making so, sure your audio right. level is good it's not too loud too... <laughs> yeah you know? make sure it's switched on make sure like the camera is set up in the right way yeah make, making sure like I've, I've recorded before the camera the mic's been and off, you know you're like oh. you don't even have to tell them those things like they're gonna i i i think that humans are so amazing that if you just keep posting like 100 in a row without yeah. you even telling them they're gonna notice that yeah and they're gonna be like oh i should have done that do you know what i mean like yeah it's yeah. just automatically gonna happen just have to do it yeah. that's why i said just do more of it <laughs> yeah and don't, don't, don't yeah. like you said don't overthink it <laughs> yeah it's just put it out and if it goes it goes yeah i think i put out a video the other day and um i think it it got it got nothing it got nothing and i was like okay well it's all right i will yeah that well. yeah it, it, i've done it I, I, as long yeah. as i've done that then that's fine yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, I we know really need up. to like detach mm. from the outcome mm. because that yeah. that's never ending. <laughs> yeah, because you chase the metrics, then that's when you exactly. chase and you think how many follows yeah. can I get and how many. And I've actually quit social media accounts like before the pen during the pandemic. I grew a TikTok account to like twenty k, and then I deleted it because mm. I wasn't happy with what I was, the message I was giving out. I was like, I'll just uh, delete that, and people and people are like, "Well, uh, you mad?" I'm like. Uh. Well, I didn't like what I was doing. Yeah. I don't. I was dancing on camera sometimes. I was like, I don't want to be dancing on the camera. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not you know, I'm not. I'm not dancing on the camera. So I deleted it. I deleted that. <laughs> I deleted it. So I deleted them. Um, you know, I recently was on LinkedIn and I grew that to a fair size, but even the content on there, I'm like, I don't like it. I don't like the platform. I don't like the content. So I'm happy to delete if so, and remove something if needs removing, mm-hmm. without fear. Um, I don't think that's easy for most people to do. For me, I just think about it. Yeah, yeah. If it doesn't sit right with me, I'm, I'll just get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> most people don't want their past. Like, I don't think most people don't want their past out there. That's the, Yeah, so why wouldn't mm. they be okay with deleting? They should be okay mm. with deleting. Yeah. <laughs> long, you know, I know you. sometimes you've got a responsibility to people when you're posting, but also you've got responsibility to yourself to keep yourself happy. Yeah. 
and especially if you built yeah, yeah we lose track of mm. why mm. yeah I, I think that's it like we lose a lot of times we lose track of why we do what we do and that's why it's important yeah. for us to ground ourselves every day every week yeah. and just just be clear crystal clear that okay i don't want to go this way i want to go that way you know what i mean yeah. in that tiny little decision yeah it's so true so true because <laughs> you can get caught up in a trap as well also some of the content you produce like what attracted me me naturally to you is the way you said some stuff like that ending part i didn't think didn't think that way and just the way you said it was totally different to what everyone else was saying it was like no that's relatable because that's i can get that Mm-mm-mm-mm. but these like build this carousel like this with these five tips and this is everyone's 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 robotic uh, yeah i think auto i think it's mm. maybe we can end it on here what mm. the whole topic of today is kind of like i guess the reason why those cliche posts look like that is because mm. over time we fitted ourselves into a box and everyone did the same thing right mm. So the more and more you can be self-aware and not do that, more and more you just make decisions based on what you feel is right today, right? Mm-hmm. That will ultimately lead you the right right path. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. It's <laughs> it's fine. It's great to finally. I mean, I, we we chat a lot on like Instagram yeah. and the messages and stuff like that, but it's yeah. the first time we've actually like sat down and had a conversation. So it is, uh, isn't it? Yeah, uh, great to. Uh, it's been amazing. Been a pleasure. You. Thank you. And I'm looking forward to getting on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, like literally, sort of roll it out. Get on just much more normal normal conversations, man. Where yeah. it's just truth, transparency, and yeah. talking about the things we love doing as well with the, with the passion, um, with the likes, the dislikes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what we might think might happen in the future. We're definitely not going to chat about uh, Chat GPT or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a hot topic right now, huh? It's a hot topic right now, you know. Oh man, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that conversation. Where yeah. can people find you? So they can best find place? me over on IG. IG is uh, the best okay. place. They can also find me on YouTube. Um, at YouTube, his full name is... No, it's just Shills. So it's just Shills. Uh, Shills on IG as well. I'll put the link on the description for both. Brilliant. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Thank Pleasure. you for coming on. Thank you for sharing your story. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. I will see you guys all next week. And till then, cheers, y'all. Bye.